Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Uh, six. <laughs> um. We've gotten a lot of sixes, I feel like. I mean, we'd have to we'd have to review the tapes to confirm that, but I feel like we've gotten a lot of sixes. I recall two sixes in a row, and I was like mm. really hoping for a third six. It is, but the I got a sixteen instead. Hmm. And yeah, I summoned a black cat. Yeah, we have opened a hellmouth. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> could be cool. You never know. Gray sticks his head, and what do you need? We're like, oh, sorry, it was just the the die. He's Wrong like, number. <laughs> this makes sense. There's been there has been an energy. There has been mm. something in the air lately. You think and it was gray? I think it was gray. I think it was gray. I think it was at six. I think it was the other two sixes. I think we put them all together. <laughs> here we are. And here we are. It brings us to now, where we are really in it. Mm-hmm. I love starting an episode mm. with initiative. Yes. I think mm-hmm. it's great. The game is on. It's very much how you start, like, most scenarios in life, I would say, with initiative. I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is why I carry a d20 with me all the time. And you're a dungeon master <laughs> worth your weight in gelding. Absolutely. And that is also why you carry that. <laughs> this is also true. And if you don't have your die, apparently on D&D Beyond, you can now <laughs> share your roles. I mm-hmm. love this little leaving this in, this, this moment of discovery. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so funny. And the terror in Clint's voice. Just kidding. I, I believe... <laughs> That Clint is true to his roles. Especially, I, do. I don't think anyone would lie about a 20 or a 1. No. They're too big. Like, I don't think anyone would roll, like, a 5 and be like, LOL, it's a 20. Like, right. There's, like, this sense of, like, genuine excitement or genuine despair <laughs> when you roll the yeah. 20 or the 1 that it's hard, I think, to replicate if you yes. know you're just going to, like, pretend the number is about to be a 20 or a 1. Except when your genuine despair comes from rolling a 20 because so many people have claimed that you... <laughs> are not giving the right roles. Clint, give me their names. I will go talk to every one of those people. How dare they? You know, I mean, it's one of those things where I I think the thing that you accuse other people of is the thing you know you have done. Mm. These are people in their home games, you know, or their their uh their virtual yeah. Skype games or something. You've been like, "Oh yeah, that was That was a nat 20. Mm -hmm. So really, everybody should just be suspicious of their own friends that they're playing (laughs) Mm -hmm. tabletop games with. I mean, as you should always be, never trust anybody, even your friends that you're talking to on Skype. (laughs) And don't Mm -hmm. pet cats you don't know. 100%. If we had shirts, that would be on a shirt. Absolutely, it would. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like there would be so many dumb things we've said on this show that would be really great shirts. But that's certainly the big one. If you don't get anything else from this podcast, you do remember. Don't trust anyone. Don't pet cats (laughs) you don't know. know. (laughs) That's our our wisdom for you. (laughs) That's a freebie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that we're talking about initiative as if, you know, we would absolutely be the type who rush in when <laughs> I think we are probably more likely Lennon in this scene just sitting there still doodling and making cootie catchers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I definitely subscribe to the school of tacos good out here. So that's that's usually where I sit. That's obviously where Lennon sits. The action, though, down at the bottom of this winding spiral <laughs> ramp. We have Argo versus Milo and oh Fearbulg versus Bradford. And Fitz is busy skyfalling. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Okay. So many things with this. First of all, Clint oh rolling the first public. <laughs> 
legit role, D&D Beyond role, and getting a one. So perfect. Uh, so that's funny. It. And then Milo following up with also a one. Like, you just imagine him, like, pulling out a sword but not pulling anything out and slapping the hand. And then Milo just pushing his face away. Like, that happened. Right. And then they somehow, like, fall into each other in a hug. And you're oh. like, what just happened over there? Why, why are those two boys just dancing with each other? <laughs> I mean, I think in their defense, it, it does actually, you know, and then one of those weird, like, the dice rolls line up with reality. It makes sense that they were both like, you know, the, the action, the battle music has started, and they're mm-hmm. both about ready to strike. And then Fitz just shoots up towards the ceiling. Oh, and you just like, you just turn just enough, right? That you're no longer <laughs> looking at what you're doing. Yeah. Your strike <laughs> misses. That totally works. I kept having to remind myself, Fitz is not gently floating up. This is not a happy, fuzzy burping machine or whatever Mm. it was from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) This is him shooting into the air as though he is falling towards the ceiling. That's, yeah. Well, and I think that that was, I'm so glad you you bring this up specifically because even the way that Trav was describing it, he almost, it sounded like he was picturing him like, Superman shooting up, almost like Superman's taking off. I was picturing like by one foot. Oh, absolutely. Fitzroy, like being yeah. dragged mm-hmm. toward the ceiling. That's mm-hmm. definitely how that would have worked. <laughs> yeah. Like that was what made sense to me. So it was very funny <laughs> to imagine any one of these scenarios being like, which is the right one? <laughs> Plus, wasn't it when he was, uh, he was, he was standing, wasn't he when um, Fearbull put it in his oh, shoe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, it was very, like the one, one leg, the just, just like a sudden high kick and then he's shooting yes. towards yes. the ceiling. <laughs> I like yes. that one. That's my favorite. This is going to be like the handshaking situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did you view it? I have a physics question, an additional follow-up oh, yeah. physics question that is in this scene as as Fitz is falling up that Griffin discusses looking for a parachute. Why would he have a parachute <laughs> in his bag is a, is a good question. But also, how would that even work? Like, would that work if you're falling up? I need the Mythbusters on this one. I just want to. I just want to know how the physics of that work. If you're being rapidly pulled up, or like, is I it rapidly mean, pulling you? Has it reversed your personal gravity completely so the parachute would then also be affected? I have questions. They're not important questions, but I still have. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the best kinds, especially here on this show. In my head, I think it made sense if it was like if you're trying to like catch enough air to like have the air yeah. slow you down. Right. That that does make sense. Like you mm-hmm. get some you get some some drag like resistance. going. Yeah. 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 Just sort of slow the the momentum of how fast you're right. falling and with right. what, with how right. much violence. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the true one. Like, how hard am I going to hit these stalactites? Like, that's that's the real concern here. That he was not warned he was about to be shooting towards again. Thank you so much, Fearbolg. Mm-hmm. Love your work. What this was what was the reasoning behind that? The Fearbolg's reasoning. You know, I don't actually know. Hmm. I don't it know could if they be just a double agent, still- you guys. <gasps> Can you imagine? <laughs> In this game, my Fearbolg. What a twist. <laughs> For some reason, this is picturing me like I'm, I'm imagining in my head that, you know, Justin's doing the Fearbulk voice and then just all of a sudden the big reveal and he's doing like a really suave, like, oh. I, don't, I don't know, Ooh. like like a soap opera kind of bit, you know, like, like a Kaiser Sose situation. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think that this is uh, that this is what is happening. We well, ask maybe. we ask all of the questions that no one needs the answers to. I'm going to put <laughs> exactly. it on the murder board just in case yes just thank to you. say that we did think of it pinned up okay <laughs> i assume uh the the serious answer to this is that i assume that the fear in his sort of chaotic 
planning way um, was thinking they have to sabotage the stalactites to mm. I think better so. to do this, you know. Yeah, I'm wondering if they thought that the stalactites were part of whatever magic is making this all work. Because again, if or if he specifically was thinking of the moss. I'm not sure. I would love to get that insight, though. If Justin was like, oh, I had this specific idea in mind. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. he was just trying to goof with his friend. I, I don't say, know. Yeah, sometimes it's just, ooh, I have this, I have this item. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Right I mean, they have come into this situation, like, specifically to mess to mess shit up mm-hmm. that is why they're in this room so any any shit really that you is. can mess up you know you got to get all of it i guess right just go for it i very much appreciate travis's storyboarding this whole scene yes. for us to mm-hmm. give us yes. this like very stark visual because there are points where you're just like and this is how it looks in the yeah. movie and we love the movie the movie the yes. movie like we we are absolutely guilty of it and i think guilty in the <laughs> best the way Mm-hmm. And yeah, Travis paints a beautiful picture of yeah. Fitzroy falling into the ceiling. Uh, and of course, Griffin has decided to rage uh, yeah. to save this <laughs> point. Because yeah, what is <laughs> what are your options at this point? If you're helpless, that's what you do. You mm-hmm. rage. It I makes mean, total sense. again, we're all guilty of it in the best way. Mm-hmm. And so he gives us this wonderful scene of Fitzroy, the eyes crackling the hands yes. going out and like he's able to catch himself and it ble- oh oh what is even mm, someone help me what is it the rage that has the blast oh when he grabs it and then like then a crowd yes i i see it as this like simultaneous like he takes hold of it he rages right before he hits grabs it and then in one fell swoop his legs assuming he's if he's superman flying up <laughs> he grabs it his legs swing down and meet the rest of the stalactites and in that very moment, there's just this, like, some, like, whoo, like, ring of necrotic energy mm-hmm. that, like, Oof. flows out from beneath his feet. Mm. Yeah. So good. And the whole idea of, roll that roll that D10 for me, or D8, or whichever yeah. one it was. And that he's like, but they're all far away. He's like, no, go ahead and roll it. And it's like, oh, yes. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even, I thought, I was like, maybe it would somehow affect linen, but I uh-huh. liked this even more. And is it, it's linen, like is, is it linen? linen or linen? I keep hearing linen when they I thought speak. it was I thought it was linen like with a southern accent. I did initially, too. Oh, I mean, then that I assumed could be. that it was actually linen. <laughs> so I honestly I don't know. Lennon, please write in and tell <laughs> us. Truly. I did picture I, I have to admit that like this is this really cool scene, right? With this golden lightning and everything, and he's just yeah. had this super close miss with these stalactites, right? And Ooh. just managed mm-hmm. to catch himself and land, you know, so he has somewhere to put his feet. And I yeah. did briefly have this flash of <laughs> of imagining if this was an anime that it would be like super cool. And then there would be like one cut where you could see that there was a stalactite like right between his legs. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's absolutely canon now. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to show that near miss. <laughs> Add a little goof back into it. Right. Oh, check this family jewels. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry if it's right that I thought no. of that. No, thank you, Anne, for this gift. Truly, it is a gift. Thank you so much. Oh, can I talk about the other gift we just got? Of course. That Kraft mac and cheese is now canon <laughs> oh in Nua. <laughs> 
Thank you, Travis, for this gift. Thank you so much. We knew that was the gag. You open up your cupboard. It's like, what does Althea have? Oh, we have some craft. We have some. Uh... Now I want them in shapes. Like this is the hog oh, yeah. shape, and this is yeah. Oh, that's that makes perfect sense. You would get your hero and your villain shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the different cute, series. I, I was gonna this. say you could have different classes. Like you could have the the fighter barbarian one that has yeah. like tiny yes. axes and stuff, and then oh, you could have like a magic one with a little hat and. Ah. Okay, how is this not even a thing in our real life? I mean, I think we just came up with it, TMTMTM. This is our idea. (laughs) We've just invented D&D mac and cheese. It is ours Uh, now. Uh, Craft, get on us. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, we want to talk. I'm so excited for this. (laughs) All our at your girls. Also, can we all agree that Shapes mac and cheese is the best mac and cheese? It's the best Oh, absolutely. You can get cheese Mm. in the little spaces in the shapes. It's Mm. delicious. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. A little more texture, a little more cheese. What's not to love? You got to do that of the spirals. I, I don't mess with the, the regular elbow macaroni anymore. You will not catch Anne eating any regular old it's mac true. and cheese too. I've seen her Thank throw you. a bowl across the room when offered to her. She said, she spirals will not are nothing. I go directly into rage. Like, I'll take that. That is how, yes, that is how you get into rage. <laughs> I was excited to hear Fitzroy Rage. I was like, ooh, it has been a minute. Mm-hmm. And I also liked this idea of like, is it the magic or is it the magic in him? Mm. And girl, you know it is, of course. It always has been the magic within Fitzroy. <laughs> you don't need no chaotic energy, babe. You have enough in your own heart. <laughs> but this this has also broken Lennon or Lennon. We're, we'll figure it out uh, from, oh, from yeah. doodling reverie, which oh would God. be fair. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. I mean, speaking of, of moments where the seriousness goes directly into goof, which I fully support, right. oh, yes. of the, that suddenly like he looks up and they make I got this, this guy crackling with energy standing on the ceiling amongst the stalactites. Uh, you know something's gone down and then you look look down and and see people on the floor i mean fighting this is yeah right that's that moment you're like oh shoot did i just fall asleep for like an hour what is Mm, happening how is all of this he looks up from his pile of like cootie catchers and little footballs Mm. and probably an origami swan like just you know a bunch of fun things he's got going one earbud falls out dramatically and you can hear the podcast (laughs) he was listening to (laughs) there you go there it is it all makes sense now and it is interesting that he decides to run down to help them and i like to think it's because you know even if in the back of his mind if he because he doesn't know this birthday boomer went off either he wasn't paying attention to any of it Mm -hmm. so he wouldn't know that like any radio signals aren't getting out mm-hmm. of here. So if nothing else, maybe he does think he's calling somebody and we just can't hear that part. I like to think that that might be part of the lore. Yeah. That he assumes other people might be coming to help. So in this oh. moment, yes, he's going to go down and assist the other guards. See, and in my head, he just didn't want to get in trouble for being lackadaisical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this I just is not assumed... the first time. Oh, oh no. I'm surely it's Lennon not. Lennon knows. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get read the riot act for this one. Mm-hmm. So he's like, maybe if I run real fast. No one I, I was helping. Honestly. I was helping. I I was always part of it. He shows up with Starbucks. <laughs> Hi, guys. I did that thing you asked me to do. <laughs> well, and I mean, this the scene, admittedly, that, that he was seeing and that he's running down towards is that at this point, Milo and Bradford are in uh, hold person, right? Because Fearbolt yes. cast that. Um, Argo's yeah, taking their weapons. Fitz is on the <laughs> ceiling. Kai is bumping against the walls like a stuck Roomba. <laughs> So oh, I mean this this is a lot to run into. I can I can imagine that you would forget to radio for help. That you would be more concerned Certainly. about what was immediately happening and how it was happening and why it was happening and you were just thinking about that like I got to get down there really really quick. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that also makes total sense. Whatever his reasoning, it it makes sense that he would run down here. And even then, like, the goofiness of all of this, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fearbulk thinking he's gonna glue their boots together. <laughs> oh, so you also goodness. have these boys being like, well, okay, try this. And then I like to imagine that's as Lennon's coming down. And then, of course, this is Bradford being like, that's my boot. I was so excited <laughs> about getting in some, like, D&D action. of like, yeah, ready in action for if they do wake up, yeah. just give them a oh, bonk. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm gonna glue their shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it is moments like these it, all throughout. I mean, this entire story really shows it to us. But, like, it really is moments like these where you're like, these boys are definitely more geared toward what what goofy thing can I do? What goofy <laughs> sidestep can, can I do? really happen here? Yeah. I could attack this person. Or. <laughs> or I could prank this person. I'm just, now I'm visualizing, like, an options. Like, now we're playing a video game. It's like, these are your options. You can punch them in the face. You can, like, just attack yeah. and kill them right now. You can ready in action. Or you can glue their boots together. And he's like, ah, mm, mm, mm. mm, mm uh, w- uh, <laughs> glue. I'll take the glue. It's very Undertale. It's very, how do mm, you want to play this? And they keep choosing, I choose to flirt. That's how I want to get through all of this. That's, that's our guess for everything. <laughs> I think I think I'm a, a weirdly conflicted person because I, I think if, if it was a video game i would also have chosen glue their shoes together if that was an option Mm -hmm. but then the other half of me would have been like i know the exact website that you go to to figure out how you glue things together and with what and like Mm. does it have to be clamped what's the drying time (laughs) and i so i have i have enough experience with glue that Ah. i do not know of a glue and this is a magic universe so you know maybe they've got magic glue but it it, it shouldn't have worked it would not have worked Mm -hmm. Um, in, in the real world, it certainly would not have. Um, it, it would not have dried in six seconds. No. Well, you know, even your context cement's not going to be quite that fast. I think you girls are forgetting that Fearable <laughs> glued himself to a demon's face with this shit. That is very true. <laughs> it's extremely good glue. It's extremely good glue. <laughs> but I do, I think that, you know, like when you have to justify, when you have to justify a bad role in the universe where we know like this glue is actually that good. This is extraordinarily mm-hmm. good contact cement. Um, oh, that, that you're like, that you have yeah. to be like, well, maybe they have glue proof boots for some reason. There you <laughs> Which go. Which they Turns do, out. apparently. Yep. This it's is canon. Canon. Canon now. <laughs> it sounds like a thing that I'm annoyed by, but it's actually a thing that delights me enormously. <laughs> of like, because, you know, the real world doesn't really make any sense either, to be totally honest. That's fair. <laughs> you know, and I feel like this whole idea of like trying to glue together boots, it goes along with the just like off the wall madness of everything happening in this moment. Mm-hmm. And while all of this is going on downstairs, Fitzroy, though, the important takeaway here is that he, while up on the ceiling, while dancing on the ceiling, <laughs> Thank he. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, what a feeling. (laughs) (laughs) He does use the rage now that he's got, and he's able to, like, thunder wave or something, the stalactite down, which hits then one of these cabinets and causes it to explode. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he then needed to see in order to come up with another idea. And that's the first, like, kind of big, all right, I have a plan now. So that's actually, like, a pivotal moment. Amidst all this absolute wonderful buffoonery Mm. is an actual (laughs) plan. Yes. Yes. Although, I mean, it really unleashes, like, chaos, honestly, in the scene. Because you have to imagine, it's not just like it came apart. It broke the compression spell. So there is now, like, a foot worth of paper. I mean, the explosion alone... Um, yeah. And then in the course of this, like Lennon's running down um, and Argos trying to slow him <laughs> down with the ball bearings from his slingshot. But it, he's just he invented Heelys, like basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's had this brilliant idea in his head. 
the the imagery of the grace of Lennon like hitting this stuff and not even batting an eye, being mm. like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it goes even faster." Now he's in the zone. Like <laughs> you just sped him up. You've just made him more powerful. <laughs> and the Fearbulg in the in the you know here they are in this infinite fantasy universe, and he's basically just in a punching fight with Bradford <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I loved this moment of reflection of the boys. It was beautiful. I appreciate it. And this moment of learning a new part of the fear bold code, which is oh, yes. if you get hit, you got to hit him back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like that's that's living the truth. I support mm. it. At no point did they say turn the other cheek. Hell no. I say give me the taste of the back of my hand. <laughs> that's in the code. And it does absolutely turn into like you know, effectively the boxing match for the ages, although it's grappling at this point, so I guess it's wrestling. But, you know, the the two of them, these two extremely strong characters just, I mean, just trying to both grapple each other. Which really just turns into a hug, as we all do. <laughs> you know. Right. They're like, well, now those two are dancing. What is happening in this fight? Maybe that is it. Maybe because Fearbulg is the quote-unquote winner of this grapple, maybe that's his how he ends it. Yeah. Which he kind of does. He kind of does. He does kind of do that. That's yeah. true. I mean, because now at this point, Argo is dealing with Lennon, who's gotten down, and and Milo, who is broken out of the whole person. But yeah. um, he manages to take them out pretty quickly, right, with the um, with the stun Ooh, batons. The, yeah. yeah. My, right, because girl, Milo is then, that. like, immediately back out unconscious. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think maybe Milo's just like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to, oh, no, you got me. Uh, I'm just going to take a nap right here. It's maybe, fine. Uh, yeah. Maybe if I pretend to be asleep, they'll just leave me alone. Yeah. And then maybe that's Milo's watching then as Fitzroy removes one shoe to have himself go hurtling back toward oh the gosh. Ground. That's the other thing we have to remember. This is all happening so quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, in moments. Like yeah. every, in seconds. Like every yeah. round is six seconds. Never forget. Never that forget. It's all, yeah. Everything mm-hmm. <laughs> everything we're playing out, everything you're seeing is happening simultaneously. Right. To the point. Oh, except uh-huh. when everyone stops. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hold everything. Kai. Everyone loves Kai. Kai is immediately no one, a <laughs> no one touch a feather on his sweet head. Do not. And you just let him go. This poor thing. Is, is finally, he's roomed his way up to the, uh, <laughs> I can't think of the word. Ramp? The ramp. Is that ramp, the word? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and everyone just stops because no one wants to hurt him. <laughs> well, and even then, it was Fitzroy who was like, hold on, let me let me help Kai. Let me get them out of here. Mm-hmm. And guide them toward, yes, up the ramp. There exactly, you go. Everybody yeah. just kind of stopping, it, waiting. It's, it's a special a funny image when you imagine that like Fitz has landed mostly just cushioned by this by all of this paper <laughs> has then like stood up dropped the rage just kind of like yeah. okay thinks about doing some magic it's not gonna work and then is no. like I am just going to help this person I am going to help guide Kai <laughs> yeah. out of this room also never forget please from here on out Fitz already has one shoe on the other one's just <laughs> on the ceiling well, is it on the ceiling? This is okay. So we have to. This is. Um, I, I feel like I'm. I need the the rules lawyer sound from Neoscom <laughs> okay. right now, where they do the little law and order noise. But um, mm-hmm. so if the stone is like an anchoring stone, it's like some kind of small piece of metallic stone or whatever, something like that. I, I forget how they described uh-huh. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Fitzroy's yeah. shoe. Fitzroy mm-hmm. takes the shoe off. 
then wouldn't the stone oh. fall out and the shoe also fall? In my head, there's just a very stylish boot on the ceiling of the basement portion of the hog. But <laughs> it's po- well, I mean, I guess maybe if it was down right. in the toe. If it was down in the toe, then it's like a mm. magnet, right? So effectively, it would hold it up. But if it was in the heel, then then the shoe and the stone have fallen. That's so at fair. some point, somebody's going to try to use this uh, use this item again. I wonder, and and they're yes. going to have to decide I mean, whether or not Fitz still has his other shoe. Mm. That is true. We so we don't know for right now whether or not. <laughs> There's the possibility that the shoe is still on the ceiling and Fitz has been walking around with one boot afterward. Uh, but also it does make way more sense that, yes, he would have just yeah. kind of like grabbed the top of the shoe, pulled it off, still holding the shoe, landed on piles of paper. Or he fell and then it fell on him and hit him in the head oh. like a cartoon. And that was why he left rage. Or That's that. Too. Oh. Ooh, okay. Love this. Okay. I can get behind that. I like the idea of the shoe either being stuck on the ceiling forever, like uh-huh. those pencils that exactly. were somehow up in the school gym and just yes. like, how? How did that happen? <laughs> um, or that it did fall, but he did not get it because of the absolute explosion of paper. Mm. It just got lost in the shuffle. That's fair. Somewhere yeah. down there, there is a shoe and a stone <laughs> that someone's going to be very excited to find later or horrified to find be like, where's the rest of this person? Right. What happened to this poor soul? <laughs> It could go very wrong if they pick the stone up and accidentally activate it, too. <laughs> That's the last shot the of the poor janitor. Thing. It's just somebody. <laughs> Which we have to assume Clint at this McElroy point. Clint <laughs> oh, holy shit. Want, that's, that's what starts his journey through the plains. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. I love this. <laughs> So maybe we'll find out within the next couple episodes what happened in the stone, or maybe at the very end of this entire thing. For now, though, we have a callback to a classic, a classic spell in Mm. the Adventure Zone universe. (laughs) It's a favored Taz spell, for sure. I love it every time. Charm person. (laughs) And it works every time. It's so good. It's such a good addition (laughs) to every story. Yeah, I like how it just flips the script immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was such a cute conversation of like, I mean, because the Fearbulg, even using the spell, is always, I think, approaching it the way that he would and saying like, oh, yeah, we're all on the same team. Like, we're a community and this is a person who's trying to damage the community. So you should probably stop them. And also, Mm -hmm. I'm very sorry about punching you in the face. (laughs) I love every time... that Justin is in character as the fear bulb and starts laughing. Like anytime <laughs> you start hearing the Justin laugh amid the fear bulb voice, ah, uh, it's one of my favorites. I love it. Justin's laugh is always a blessing. It really is. Mm-hmm. But this was such a good move. This did effectively take us out of combat because mm-hmm. then Bradford is able to use his fantasy zip ties to subdue <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lennon and Milo. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, is going to go upstairs, continue seeing Kai up to the upper levels and mm-hmm. let people know that they don't need help down here. So in the moment, I was like, that's we will yeah. see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, just going to tell everybody that everything is fine now. Yeah, cool. Believe it, it'll be great. I I feel like they're going to have some problems explaining what's wrong with Kai if they keep bumping into walls. But I mean, who knows? (laughs) We'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this ideally was going to buy them a little bit more time, which is what Mm -hmm. they need in this moment that they're finally now alone with all these records. Exactly. Mm. 
And obviously the solution to this problem is for uh, Griffin to ask if he can huff these cabinets. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I love that he's thinking. I I have a confession. I did not write uh-huh. that down the first time I was listening. And this morning when I was just doing my, like, last listen before podcasting, I was laughing so hard. I was like, I didn't type that. And so all I had was my sticky notes with me for work. As I, I brought, I have one sticky note sitting right in front of my says that says, wheeze the juice off the cabinets. <laughs> Just leave to that get there that forever, magic please. hit. I'm going to leave it next to my microphone so I will remember forever. Just let it be your guide. I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> This is what I want on a shirt from this episode. I know they can't really do this as merch, but I would support it being merch. (laughs) And it is a smart idea, too, like to use the sort of magical exhaust that's in this room to get advantage since the magic rolls are not going so well for Fitz right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he needs a little boost. Again, that magic hit. Mm -hmm. And it totally works. He's able to cast Reduce Space. No, what does he cast? I forget it's, what the name of the spell is. It's it's just enlarge reduce. Oh, that's um, it. Yeah, and so yeah, you can go either way, and so he's reducing. Uh, yeah, by fifty percent. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's it. That's mm, 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 he's mm. essentially put the Mento in the top of the Coke bottle <laughs> and it's like, girls, this is about to go and off, and then put it into another Coke bottle exactly yes. with the Mento. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's then wrapped it in Mentos and put it in the top of the larger Coke bottle is essentially what's (laughs) happened here. And I not only appreciate like this quick thinking of what he wanted to do, but I love this little lore reasoning backstory. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really fast and interesting pull to be like, okay, this is the reason why I've made this choice. Like, and, and that justifying, like you never, you never combine compression magics because things go wrong as opposed to Uh just sort of, you know, rolling with, I mean, because Travis immediately picks up like, oh, okay, it's going to start like vibrating. You've done something bad to the magic. Mm-hmm. But but then mm-hmm. justifying that further within the universe is really helpful That so that like everybody's kind of on the same page making this a right. thing is always yeah. delightful. Love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that he checked with the boys first. Just yes, like, hey. That's, yes. I was, mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. such a team. And Ugh, the I wonderful almost blind trust that they give him. Like, yes. yeah, like, mm. yeah, we're going to. We're going to go with it. You're our CEO. I love, it. Yeah, I love it so much. I know that, you know, in my head that 50%, that these are pretty big cabinets and mm-hmm. that they are fantasy cabinets. But at the <laughs> same time, my mental image, I cannot stop thinking of Fitz with like about a foot high little, like one of those like metal cabinets, like the standard file cabinets, percent. but like vibrating violently. Yep. <laughs> That's what's in the brain. I, mm-hmm. I won't get it out of there. That's where it lives, rent free. It's fine. <laughs> I think this is a really cool like addition to the way that the magic works in this universe because I don't know that I've ever heard anyone talk about the idea of like really how the the magic system in D and D works and the idea that one spell you know, uh, like inside another, like an nesting mm-hmm. doll, that that would change the effect of the spell. I find that really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, that you can't just keep like piling spells on spells on spells, but that if you, right. when when you start doing that, that something something happens like in, in the physics of the universe is really cool mm-hmm. and interesting. Yeah. I don't know how it would actually work. I don't, I, I'm not, I do not know enough about physics to answer this for this fictional universe. Right. But, oh, brother but, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those fun things where you're like, oh, yeah, there is, there is more to this and there can be more to this. It can be deeper right. than, than just sort of the surface of it. And that's always fun to have that kind of, that tease of, of wondering how something would work 
Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, because, like, even without knowing exactly how it would actually happen, it sounds like it's a terrible idea. And, yeah. like, it would <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely, because as soon as the little one expands, it's going to increase then the space and the already reduced space. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you would think it's almost like this. Like he said, the Orboros, uh, however yeah. you say that word. Orboros. <laughs> yeah. It, it is that idea of, like, it's just going to then cycle through itself it's yeah almost contradicting itself at the same time it gives the Mm -hmm. magic like force and presence in a way that i think it's often hard to convey the idea that magic has that um you know i mean you can say like thunder wave throws you across the room but you don't really think about like but how you know right yeah that's fair yeah oh my gosh and you don't have to but it's but it is a really cool thing to try to wrap your head around i feel like there's a book here someone is going to write a, a wonderful terrible book about the <laughs> physics of D and they're going to actually oh. like know the math of it and the physics of it and i'm going to try to read it and have to gouge my eyes out but <laughs> it will be fun mm-hmm. up until that point there's a very very popular youtube channel called game theory you may have mm-hmm. heard people mm-hmm. reference it um and he does a lot of that it'll be like oh how much would this item actually be worth if it's made of diamonds oh. and like he'll do a lot of those so i could see somebody taking that same idea and mm-hmm. then applying it too like you said to the spells and the physics of a, a setting like dungeons and dragons i mean there's a market it's a niche market oh, but there's absolutely. a market it's fascinating its name is joel bailey people who enjoy dungeons <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons and quantum physics, which is me. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I am the target audience in the center of this Venn diagram. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's just a photo of Anne. Oh, <laughs> which actually, I mean, this this leads into what happens next in terms of, you know, how do items function and why? Because Ooh, yeah. I think, you know, I, I have some questions about the, the navigational yarn that I'm I'm not so, sure if yeah. I'm completely clear on. Like, it, does it does it find like the best exit or the nearest right. exit or the exit that you want or mm-hmm. or right. is it does it work kind of like water does where it just finds the path of least resistance? And oh, I wasn't right. really clear on that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you you don't have to be, but then in terms of what happens in this scene, I w- I felt like I was a little unclear. Exactly. I agree, and I was trying to remember what were the specific details of it in that because I feel like there were some stipulations where like mm-hmm. it can't guide you to like oh find my truest love and right, then it would yeah. like ah oh, take mm-hmm. off so i didn't know if it would work for that like it had to be a place mm-hmm. so if he said get us out yeah it would understand oh that means exit Go. yeah right because they were briefly looking for the emergency escape right that was that was in mm-hmm. this room because then they wouldn't have to backtrack it, well that's exactly it i feel like from the start it seemed like they assumed they were going to go through this emergency escape mm-hmm. and so i think that's where this entire moment i'm not entirely I, i'm still confused by like in and mostly in a way where i'm like am i missing something because right it sounded like and even me as a listener assumed they were going to go through this emergency escape. Mm-hmm. So when the yarn takes them towards the doors that they came in through, it's like, wait. Mm-hmm. But but I'm glad you did bring that up, Brittany, of like what reminding us what the yarn yeah. kind of does. Because if he's only picturing the escape that he knows, it mm-hmm. would be the front doors. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fear book has a bad role too right in the scene so i i wasn't sure if it was that i mean it, it doesn't matter really mm-hmm. because they have basically no time to make a decision so they can't really like yeah. stand around it i mean because we don't really know like how do you access this emergency escape hatch is it buried under the paper at this point we it's don't true. know yeah um i know i do wish they would have played with it a little bit more just so yeah i'm still curious like the, the fact that you you mentioned an escape hatch and then we didn't get, <laughs> get to go uh-huh. through it i'm like no 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 i want to go through yeah so, yeah i'm 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 very intrigued 
needs. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't totally sure. But I mean, obviously, the main priority at this point is that they get out before they're completely plastered against these self-sealing doors (laughs) by paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Death by paperwork. Oh, man, that would hurt. That would be, yeah, that would be kind of the gamble, though. Like, if you are... Right. Mm, yeah. Do you choose the exit you know? The devil you, you know, the mm-hmm. upstairs world, or someplace <laughs> where you could potentially be suffocated by paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, when they do get out and, like, immediately that thing goes off, uh, there's an episode of The Office where Dwight drops a bug bomb in, in like, the side office, Uh so you can like see into it but he's the only one in there <laughs> and like he accidentally drops it and just immediately fills with smoke and it's like one of the funniest it's one of those little funny sight gags and that's 100% what I pictured it was just the boys <laughs> landing outside the door and then immediately the every glass surface is covered in just yeah, destroyed yeah. paper and mm-hmm. I just imagine it being like so fast that you couldn't even see what was happening that there's just like yes. just like poof. And it's just, yeah, exactly. it's, it's just white. You can't see anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Now to deal with the fallout. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm. do we want to kill these guards first? What do we think? You can just bonk them. <laughs> just bonk them. The- that was, I was a little concerned that they left the guards in there to be murdered by paper. No, mm. no, they wouldn't okay. have done that. Luckily, yeah. the entire fight, yeah, happened outside of the doors. I feel like even, like, when Fitz... Fitz was in with all the cabinets when he was on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. He destroyed the first one. Yeah. Kai was still in Kai that was room, in which there, is, yeah. I think, why when Fitz landed, he was immediately like, let me just usher you out gotcha, of here. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then, yes, the rest of the fight happened outside, and then the boys went back in. So these guards, luckily, are safe. <laughs> they also saw this paper explosion. They were not plastered against the, the doors, fortunately. <laughs> that would have been devast- hilarious but devastating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we won't kill them either. They took a vote. It was ultimately up to Fitzroy, but no, no. Wow, we they've won't changed kill these a guys. lot since Balance. I mean, I love that Clint said that. I was like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You think back to like Goldcliff, just throw mm-hmm. the bodies off the side. Who's going to know? Girl, it has been <laughs> a journey. You start thinking about consequences for your actions at some point when you get further into playing D&D. They've really grown up a lot since that first campaign, I guess. (laughs) But they do giggle about torture and that, you know, (laughs) listen, we haven't gone too far away. Oh, dear. It's still our classic boys. But everybody is safe and they are, I guess, you know, sort of going to see what happens when they get to the top of the ramp. But before they get there, Uh guess who? It's the Commodore. He like peeks around the corner like that gif of Kim Kardashian. Hi. (laughs) Also, the fact that you couldn't have seen him coming down because it's all full of paper now. Oh. You know what I mean? Like he would have been a total surprise. So yeah, they would have just heard somebody approaching and then (gasps) they hear his theme song. Oh, they! I would have loved that. It just slowly gets louder. They're like, what the hell? Oh, God, here he is. <laughs> Which immediately suspicious, of course. And this guy's like, oh, hey, come with me real quick. Mm-hmm. You got to come with me. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like, what other option do they have at this point? But also, girl, no. You got to be ready to do a bonk. Fitz <laughs> is ready goodness. to do a bonk. Mm-hmm. This is how they solve their problems some of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fitz knows. Do not trust anybody. What does he have? He bought it because it looked cool, but it wasn't even a mage's weapon. But now he's using it possibly to bunk. Because it's more of a barbarian thing. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was called. Me too. And I feel like I even wrote it down. I absolutely wrote this down. And and now I have forgotten. But the important thing is they know what items they have. Yes. (laughs) I just called it his own special bonk. (laughs) So I did private there. Perfect. (laughs) Bonking for money. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is all very blue all of a sudden. Glaive? 
No. That sounds right. No? He did have a glaive, but that's not what that is at one point. I guess it doesn't matter. Regardless, the takeaway is Fitzroy is armed and discreetly ready to really wallop this guy if he does anything Mm -hmm. funny. And when they get to the top of the ramp and he tells them to wait there, like immediately, I was, I don't, I mean, and that's not even a suspicious thing to say. And I was just immediately like, oh, nope. Mm -mm. (laughs) Do not Uh trust Mm -hmm. this guy. Did not have to wait to be told that they needed to roll a wisdom safe. (laughs) Yes. Uh. Ant's already rolling it. Not going to get one over on her. Sadly, though, our boys do not make this role. Fitzroy and Argo don't. Um, Mm -hmm. So Fitz was ready to strike, but he was caught and frozen. He was beaten to the bonk. Just couldn't get there. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Derek. Oh. (laughs) Derek's so mad at the Commodore right now. Like, how (laughs) dare you? (laughs) But, uh, you know, the good news is, Argo, you don't got to work with this guy. You mm-hmm. don't got to work with this this piece of garbage because he's not on our side. Yeah. I mean, what did you guys think was happening in this scene? Because, you know, it starts with, you know, oh, I'm, sp- I'm going to keep you out of the way. This isn't the plan. And it's sort of like, oh, who is he working for? I think for, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have much time to think about it. But I definitely, um, my brain was kind of, I had a second where I was like, wondering who was double crossing them exactly because there were several options for sure well and that's what i really like about this moment for me personally Mm -hmm. as soon as they hit the top of that step and they had to make that roll for me i was like okay he's chaos got to him something Mm -hmm. i was like there's no way in my mind i was like this isn't gray but Mm -hmm. i could see where that might still seem like an option and i Mm -hmm. like that i like that that was a possibility yeah i think for me initially I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, like, he was sent by Grey, he was Love the gift that. that Grey left via note to Fitzroy, and that little mm-hmm. creepy moment we had. Oh, yeah, right? I'd forgotten about that. So maybe that wasn't him. Mm. Mm. Oh, do you think Hieronymus was the gift? Sorry, spoiler. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> also a little spicy mm, now. We made oh, up. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the gift is both of your dads are together again. <laughs> We can't talk about dads in this episode because of what happens in a few minutes. Oh, no. I felt so seen in that moment. (laughs) Should we just jump right to that? No, you can't skip the bees. We have to we have to stay Uh, where we are for a second. But I mean, obviously, we we didn't have a lot of time to sort of ponder whether I don't know, maybe Hieronymus is evil. Mm -hmm. Who knows? We don't know what's happening. Yeah. But but we do get I mean, this is a very dramatic reveal. uh, Regardless, the, the I'm under new management. With the white eyes would be very, very cool. Yeah, animated or however visual version of this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very unsettling. And right, definitively tells you, then he bypassed Gray even and now is like, I'm going to go over his head too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering, taking us way back, when yeah. the Commodore was found out by the Ooh, League of Gentlemen. Broken chain. Thank you. You got Every it. name gone. <laughs> gone from my brain. Also, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Their other all of the leagues were finding him out. <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Chains that are not broken. Yeah. Pretty sure that's what it's called. <laughs> when he gets found out by them and Gray has to come and take him back. Like I mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that was his kind of like, you are stripped of your duties Ooh. here. Mm. Bye, Felicia. Get out. Like that would done. Be great. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. And what is the best revenge on your ex then? going over their head to their parents i don't know this is getting very <laughs> there's a lot of layers here on who is calling whom daddy we... and i think 
I feel oh, like, no. though, I could see it being like maybe that was the start of the end for Commodore and Grey. Yeah. But I, I could see it also, though, like even if then maybe Chaos reached out in that moment. And then mm-hmm. when it was like, oh, Grey is going to team up with Fitzroy, now for sure I'm going to use Plan B, which is now the Commodore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like we might find out at some point. I hope so. I would like a family tree like <laughs> style of who <laughs> is under whose management when, why. <laughs> Yeah, we changed, and it's going to be as messy as this murder board. (laughs) Absolutely, as messy as this murder board, which is as messy as this file room now. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what are the people who work in like records thinking, or not records? The other two, like, well, they they all, yeah, but they had all left, right? Because they had gone to the party. Yeah, that's they're they're eating cocktail wieners. I'm also mad that we didn't get to go to this party. Yeah, I know we didn't get to find out about the party. We don't know what kind of hors d'oeuvres they had. It is it is sad. Yeah, because, yeah, Commodore just ruined any plans for us to go join everybody else in the party. Oh, yeah, just sneak in like nothing happened. (laughs) Right, just like blend in with the crowd. They could have gotten away with it. Uh, But unfortunately, Commodore had to go and ruin all of that. And even in this reveal that he's working with Chaos and Order, this background that he gives that he, I I liked even that addition of like, they wanted you safe. Mm -hmm. And then he says, ooh, lucky for you. And I'm like, ew, you little creep. What? Mm -hmm. He is a creeper. Yeah, he is a creeper. He's a total creep. But but right, this idea that, well, I'll just get you all sent to prison and then you will be out of our way. And using that to then elevate himself again. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm Yeah. Argo has never been more angry and validated in this moment where he's like, I this is exactly the shit that this guy does. Uh-huh. He's absolutely bogarting all of the cocktail shrimp at his party and not letting anybody uh, have them. Ab- you know. Absolutely. He's got three of those little cups with the shrimp in it in his pocket right now. What a <laughs> he, it hasn't even started. How how do we segue to bees? Maybe we you should can't. just we just have you to leave that. Segue. How do we segue just, to bees? The same way you do as a fear bullock, you just surprise them with it and throw them at them with a with some wordplay. You got to get the wordplay in there. It doesn't. <laughs> oh count. my gosh. <laughs> Justin, you are such a gift. <laughs> I think, right, bees in general, like they were saying, you it's always going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying bee a lot. It's making me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do think roll for bees is the other possibility for, for merch mm. in this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> it's very niche. Brittany, that's the shirt that you need. I do need that shirt. And then I would love a Nat 20 underneath it. Please and thank you. Perfect. Because there is nothing better than doing a totally off the wall bonkers (gasps) move and getting a Nat 20 to Mm -hmm. validate it. Like, it's everything. It's it's everything. everything. It's that good D&D shit. I keep saying it. It really is. And I like, for the sake of the movie in this moment, I (laughs) hope that uh, Fitzroy and Argo are still able to emote, even though they're frozen. Like, the simultaneous looks of just, like, awe from Fitzroy and horror from Argo as this (laughs) jar comes a-crashing down on top of the Commodore's head. Uh It's very validating to know that your jar of bees is is useful. Mm -hmm. I mean, you always hope. You carry it around this long. You want to find just the right moment. It's one of those items where you, you just don't mm-hmm. know, is it ever going to come in handy? And you know it's going to be good if it does. Yeah. Will that perfect moment arrive? And it has. As has Hieronymus. Yes! Speaking of perfect moments. Oh my gosh. One after the other. And yeah, the idea that Grace sent him. <laughs> uh, and that girls. he's kind of shy. He's like, uh, I know this sounds weird, but I know, Kitty. Grace sent me. Like... Uh. Derek's living. Strange bedfellows indeed. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Thank you, Griffin. (laughs) Yeah, everything about 
a villain becoming a frenemy, becoming a friend. I'm loving this idea of Grey being like, Hieronymus, I need you to go to the hog and I need you to go get our boys. And he's like, what? He's like, just do it. You got to go. It's such a beautiful moment. It's almost as beautiful as the idea of the Fearbulg swaddling Argo, <laughs> who still can't move, carrying him like a baby and then deciding, oh, no, I'm going to Disney dad it and put him on my shoulders. Thank you, Justin, for this as well. <laughs> These were both good options, but you went with the superior one. <laughs> you did. You tr- Also, again, not that you could ever, but never forget that Fearbulg is so big. So, like, Argo's now a good 10 feet into the air. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I hope there are no low doors. Oh, God. I mean, I hope not. I'd like to think that they're probably pretty big. They're probably pretty inclusive yeah. for larger races. Yeah, so. you know, there's, there's Goliaths around here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also love the majesty of Fitzroy being like, ooh, 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 let me have your mask. This is going to be yes. good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Commodore, congratulations. You look like Fitz right now, for at <laughs> least for the next four hours. Thanks to the fear ball gluing it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically the glue failed again a little bit. I mean, the rolls were a little, the rolls were a little cruel there. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a brilliant plan to like, again, buy them, <laughs> buy them some time, create time. some chaos. Yeah. They're very good at it. They really are. I don't know what Chaos I mean, and Order are so worried about. Right. Like, <laughs> what more do you want? It's in their hearts. Mm-hmm. They couldn't not do it even if they didn't not try. That's exactly it. That sounds about right. <laughs> so that's where we're going to leave Commodore. You deserved it. I really love the imagery of this next scene, too, of Hero and the boys, like, kind of quickly walking out. <laughs> Fearbulk's got Argo on his shoulders. Uh, Fitz is wheeling the giant garbage can. Beulah, oh please. What was the name? Its name is Beulah. Beulah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Pardon me. Um he does a quick voice throw impression oh of Argo. <laughs> Devastated. That's what I sound like to always that's always a good joke though, whenever anyone's like, This is exactly how you sound and then people were <laughs> like, Yeah, that's it. They're like, That's not <laughs> Love Nope, it. that's it. That's Argo. It sounds just like him. <laughs> He had to say bye to his new best friend, Barely Kern. Let him know he'll see you later. <laughs> also, don't go downstairs. Bye. Don't um, maybe just avoid that area. Don't talk to anybody. Don't look for Taryn, which I, what did you guys think of that? I thought that was interesting. I yeah. thought it was interesting that it was brought up in the first place. I get where he did bring it up just because she had been a player. So it's like, yeah. I like to think of it of him being like, you see her, do you call out to her? Was essentially mm-hmm. the, um, I, I like to think the opportunity mm-hmm. that was presented. Yeah. Although, I mean, like Althea was more involved in this, like in terms of if the main concern at this point is not physical safety, right? Because they've already, they have already done this. So it's not like anyone's mm-hmm. going to get hurt by what they were doing. It would be yeah. the investigation afterward. So Althea was the right. one that they most needed to get out. Taryn wasn't as direct directly involved and is probably better right. able to like make sure that she doesn't seem involved uh and i sure. think it's a valid mm-hmm. point to say we don't know if we can trust her or not that was exactly where my mind was because yes i do love the idea of althea just falling into step with these boys being like all right that's the, those are my guys i gotta go uh-huh. um and right i like this idea of fitzroy seeing taryn and again because of that shit with the commodore i don't mm. know Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not calling out to her. No. Yeah. Having just experienced what they did with the Commodore and having that just sitting on you, anyone right. else that you thought could have been involved right. in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I back Fitz. Mm-hmm. I like the way he said, I have no allegiance to Taryn. 
Yeah. yeah. We got to hustle. Like, we have yeah, got yeah. to get out of here. We got things to go do. Mm-hmm. Bailey Kern is is obviously trustworthy. We're fine. We're fine there. Of course. Would not have been able to give such a good haircut otherwise. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Right. That's how you know. Yeah. You have to trust your hairstylist. I know this. I know this from the other day. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't see me. I look great. I'll believe it. She always does. And Fitzroy respects her, which is why he does the whole voice throw. Mm That you can tell. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, yes, we will say goodbye to her. Everybody else, we're going to peace out. We'll see you later. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Because, yeah, Hieronymus, like, hurries them over Mm -hmm. to, like, a little alleyway where they're out of the way. Nobody can see them. Writes real quick to Gordy. It's like, Ah! hey, we're ready. Mm -hmm. Boom. Back over to the school where we do hear something's going on. Yeah, they are really uh, frying pan into the fire here, aren't they? <laughs> they yeah, are just, they're just really. having a time just in general in their lives. Well, these poor boys, they have this whole plan. They're like, we're going to sidestep everything. We are going to find a way to not cause huge destruction. And surprise, gentlemen. Hi, Gordy. How are you? So good to see you. Army of the Dead. So cute. Love you guys. What what is happening? A lot is happening. There's a lot happening. And this is Uh, what's rough. You just finished a conference, right? Like, you need at least a weekend to sleep it off before the next one. Uh, Things I do love about this scene. Mm. The school. Okay, so in my understanding... Because I, I had to listen to this twice to make sure I was, like, getting it. Mm-hmm. And I might still be confused. The school is locked down. And there's, yes. like, a protection spell being caused by Gray and Hickelmas. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. Side by side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I love it. Gray. Also, Rainier and her, like, death animals are just kind of howling. <laughs> and then there's the demon army in kind of, like, the land surrounding the school. Yes. I like to think it's, like, in front of the school and maybe in front of, like, the forest, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also blocking where Order was going to open a portal. Yeah. Right. And was that was that the Gotskar chasm or is that somewhere else? Uh the chasm's gone now. So uh, but I guess right. in the region of where it would have been which was close to the school. Um without okay. we don't that's have a map of this. Remember. So that's that's yeah. my best guess, but I think I think it was sort of for some reason I think it from if you were looking at the school that it would be to the left, but I can't tell you why I think that. <laughs> I feel like same. <laughs> Side note, like interesting. Yeah. Mine was to the right. I don't oh. know why. Huh. Hmm. We'll find out. <laughs> um, so at first I was nervous because it almost seemed like the demons were trying to keep people out. Like it almost like they were also guarding the school, but not it, almost in a way that like Ray turned on them. But then I was like, no, I mm, think yeah. Ray's protecting the school. Yeah, I think I think uh, his forces have been pretty exclusively taken over at this point, because if it's okay. like 10,000 different ones and they all have white eyes, I think that that's what's right, happened. Yeah. So they're now uh, yes. sort of simultaneously trying to get to the school, I think, but also mostly primarily trying to keep the boys out. And then so it's like yes. a series of concentric circles, right? The school at the center. Exactly. With the protection yes. spell and, and Rainier's mm-hmm. army. Then the army of demons. Then mm-hmm. outside of that, the, Gordy's the army, undead. which is where they're standing. Yeah. Our bevy of bones. Love it. A lot of skeletons going on, really. So yes. many skeletons. You love to see it. I would hope that they're all on our side. Are there demon skeletons that we need to worry about? Maybe. If mm. so, they're probably like much bigger. Maybe mm. they have some like horn. They're the twelve foot on. Home I mean, Depot ones. I guess technically Ooh. all of the demons do have skeletons. So I guess everyone uh, has a skeleton army waiting to happen. And did you just push up your glasses at me? <laughs> we like to keep it sassy here on this show. Um, <laughs> 
So it seems like the big takeaway here is that Chaos and Order are trying to keep the Wigginstaff brothers apart and trying to keep Grey from our boys. Yeah, they're just trying to to keep their their forces separate. It's unclear at this point why exactly, except that I think that we can assume that Fitzroy is still somehow very important and that you don't really want them to be a united front. I'm I'm guessing. I think right. we need we need more information still that I think we will we will get. Um, yes. Maybe maybe from Leon who has just showed up. <gasps> he's back. Oh, little birdie. I was so excited <laughs> to see him. He's been he's been doing bird stuff in the meantime. I assume. He's he been better have been because like, no one's been feeding him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he figured it out. He figured out how to have a little snack. I also like the idea of a hawk eating worms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fitzroy doesn't know. He has no idea how birds work. No, he's he's he seen know. like three robins in his time. He's like, well, that must be what all birds eat. Okay, understood. That's it. Well, and then even more importantly is who Leon has brought with him. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Some rando rider riding on up, immediately sounding very fancy. Very oh, yes. excited and very fancy. I was pretty oh, sure yes. I knew where this was going right away, and I was we very excited. We heard this voice before uh, through someone else in their true. speaking manner. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. This reveal of this night from the realm of good castle i felt so i was like i i could not find i tried to go back and listen and be like where i remember in one like early episode we talk about yeah, it we talked yeah. about, we talk it, yeah. about it and i specifically said i want good castle to be real mm-hmm, because of mm-hmm. course we're all sitting around going this is so goofy this is so goofy right, and so yeah. fake and i was like, like god i hope it's real. the idea of it being fake is so easy and immediate mm-hmm. you're like but what if and even better and i feel like we may have talked about it like what if they come in like in the crux of like that's i remember saying this yes like mm-hmm. i remember like this being my hope for what like it would be like end game stuff and maybe mm-hmm. good castle's going to come in in the pinch and yeah <laughs> We really wanted this for for Fitz. He deserves something something good. He He's gotten a lot of bad we news. This you know? for all of us. Yeah. Oh my goodness! This <laughs> it's is... truly a gift all around. It's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you know, my friend did bring up. They're like, well, then why wouldn't have Althea if she knew? Because they say that Althea sent for them. And they were like, well, if Althea knew that this place was real, that everybody thought was fake, why wouldn't she have told them? But my thought was, maybe she didn't know everybody thought it was I fake. Don't, or, well, what do you, she, maybe she didn't know it existed because didn't Fitz early on say that like secrecy was really important to mm-hmm. this kingdom? So, I, I mean, maybe they have literally just been off doing their own thing and nobody really knew that they were real anymore. And she sounded confused. Yeah. Yeah. She sounded like, uh, yeah, like... Like, almost like she sent Leon, possibly, and being like, go find these if they exist. Like, that was exactly what my two thoughts were. I was like, maybe Leon found them and alerted mm-hmm. her. Or, yes, she sent him specifically. Or I thought it could be funny if she, like, when you respond to like a scam email, just to like, <laughs> see if it's <laughs> just to see what kind of laughs you get from it. You talk like, to yeah, the bot, see how out. far this conversation can go. <laughs> uh huh. I like the idea of Leon doing it on his own mm-hmm. and then knowing he is not a name. Anyone knows is like, oh, but Althea, yeah. like, y'all need to get over here because this get person. Let her. Yes. Because they do come for Fitz. Like, ob- right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's so great here is they know Fitz. They know that he's one of their knights in absentia. They're going to come help <laughs> him. It's so good. And can we just, mm-hmm. that little gasp that Fitzroy <laughs> gives. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. Our precious, our precious small boy who is actually over six foot now. A very big boy. Oh. Very, mm. very big boy. <laughs> our swipe right boy. God. He was very large. <laughs> our large son. <laughs> well, this was a great one. Um, is there anything that we forgot to mention that we would like to bring up now? 
think we did a pretty good job. I think we're pretty thorough. All right. Crushing it on this one. (laughs) Got Uh, everything. Yeah. We really are. That six really coming through. (laughs) So come on with me, everybody, over to, you guessed it, it's the polls. So last time, crucially, we needed to know how Blofeld and Chud Chud were shaking hands. (laughs) So we had a bit of a visual pull for everybody, (laughs) but the pose titled, Drunk Girl OMG, We're Best Friends Now, was the clear runaway winner. Good. Good. (laughs) I feel good about that. It just fits. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, for voting. Now, just as importantly, we want to know how else might Fearbulk carry his smaller friends. We'll have that poll up over on our Twitter, at RomancingZone. And we will meet everybody back here to find out whatever the hell is going on in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.